Hey everybody, welcome to episode 3 of the Dead Puck Podcast. My name is Dylan. Ben, what's up buddy? Oh, not bad, not bad. How are you doing? I'm alright. So, it's been a pretty eventful week, to say the least. To say the least. Uh, we got the playoffs just around the corner as well. Uh, let's get into our first sort of thing here. The uh, Tom Wilson incident. Tom Wilson. You love to hate the guy. I think that's really the only way I could put him. I I, I really do not like him. I like how he plays sometimes, but I also hate the way that you know his antics kind of ruin the now different type of hockey. Um, I'll let you kind of start on the actual incident, but yeah, I, I'm just... I'm sick of all the the BS that he brings to this league. Yeah, so to set some context, last week in a game between the Rangers and Caps, uh, there was a scrum at the Rangers' net. Uh, Pavel Buchnevich was kind of at the center of it, uh, just kind of hacking and digging. A normal play, in my opinion, nothing egregious that I could see. Um, the whistle goes... Maybe Buchnevich got like a late dig in there, uh, but Tom Wilson just totally pops off. Like loses his absolute mind. <laughs> loses his mind um, on Buchnevich. Kind of grabs him from behind, pulls him down. Um, ends up with his stick at the back, kind of pushing him down with his stick to Buchnevich's neck. Um, just kind of a really dirty incident. This ended up with, like, kind of a pile-on brawl with Artemi Panarin getting in there. Getting um, absolutely who ended yeah, up getting absolutely hurt. manhandled by Wilson when he jumped on his back. Yeah, he looked like yeah. a toddler jumping on the back of like a, like a, a parent. It was the yeah. size mismatch was just not going to happen. And the the thing that gets me then yeah, we got sorry go ahead. Then we got Tom Wilson taunting from the penalty box. <laughs> and Tom Wilson received basically no discipline on the play. He got a penalty and was kicked with a a hefty $5,000 mm. fine. 0.00.12% of his salary. That counts to nothing. It's basically nothing. Yeah. And all of this culminated in... Um, basically <laughs> something you'd see in like the seventies, yeah. um, NHL at the start of the, the next game where the two teams played again, uh, where we had six fights and about five minutes of play. Yeah. I think there was what, 75 minutes of penalties given out in the first four and a half minutes, which is, yeah, I think it's set a yeah. record. It's like a high school hockey game, but you knew it was coming after that. Just to just to go back a sec with the first incident, there was no need for him to punch him on when he was on the ground. The whistle's blown. He's not digging at his neck, obviously, anymore because his head's in the ice or on the ice. Busnevich. And then what was it was kind of like one of those Brad Marchand things where he just like, oh, I'm, I'm going to try and get like a sneaky punch in here or like a sneaky tap. And yeah. it's clear as day that you didn't do it well enough to hide that if that's what he was going for. And then you knew what was going to happen after that, because if, if somebody saw that, which obviously they did tempers flare, 
Wilson likes to start shit anyway, so yeah. But yeah, what he did to Panarin, like he grabbed his hair and threw him down on the ice. But Panarin had no helmet on. He could have got stepped on, like his neck. Like there's skates everywhere. Like, I mean, yeah, I'm almost surprised there wasn't yeah, more gruesome or um, gruesome injury. Oh, it's unbelievable. And then in between that whole, like after that that game, where even like we didn't even mention like TJ Oshie's uh, dad passed away that day. And this is like first game after. Um, after his passing and he scored a hat trick, which was great for him. And yeah, that totally yeah. gets brushed under the rug. It's, it's unfortunate because that's such a huge moment for TJ Yoshi, especially after that, because his father was going through um, a really hard time and ended up passing away. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like Tom Wilson just likes to start shit and I guess leave it up to the league now to decide whatever happens. Yeah, and I think the league um, dropped the ball. <laughs> there was a good quote on the radio that I heard the other day regarding that, and it was regarding George Peros, where he had, and, and what he said was, um, Tom Wilson was the arsonist, and George Peros is the firefighter. But instead of showing up with a fire hose, he showed up with a can of gasoline. <laughs> Like, if George Peros had suspended um, Tom Wilson... Which he should have. Justifiably. I don't think we would have had the whole shenanigans that took place on Wednesday night. No, it it would completely... I would, I'd say more dissolve the situation. Because, well, if he's suspended, then there's no three, you know bench clearing brawl or line ball, line brawl on Wednesday. Like I, I highly doubt there is. I mean, I'm surprised that Char didn't get involved in the first game. You know I mean? He's kind of a human monster. So I'm surprised he didn't start throwing him. I know like in, in the Wednesday game, I can't remember the, the New York Ranger player, but he stood up on the bench and like flexed like Tom Wilson. I thought it was hilarious, but <laughs> <laughs> I think he ended up getting a 10-minute misconduct for doing that. But, I, I mean, it's probably worth it. I, I think it would be worth it to do that back. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really feel for the Rangers, but they've had like, a lot of problems this season. Yeah, it's been such a weird season for them. They had the uh, Anthony D'Angelo situation at the very beginning. And then Artemi Panarin the whole with those Russian, government. Russian political yeah. issues. Um, now this, which led to their GM and president being let go um, after making a statement. A very crazy, going against the gr- very decision. crazy statement. Like I've, I've looked and read that statement a couple of times now, and I'm like, this is this is very a shot. This is a huge shot towards George Peros and the uh, Department of Public Safety or of Player Safety, and. I mean, it's it's definitely warranted. If you give a guy five thousand dollar fines for doing that, or five thousand dollar fine for doing that, what's going to stop anything else in this league from being a five thousand dollar fine or lower? Yeah. Like there was a um, Joel Edmondson did a dangerous trip on John Tavares the other day and couldn't tell you where it was, and he got fined a thousand dollars. I'm like, oh, cool, a thousand dollars. 
why don't you just donate that to charity or something instead of making this guy pay it for absolutely no reason that he I don't even think he even tripped him. I think John Tavares just fell back. Yeah. And like I think context matters because if like Tom Wilson it's because it was Tom mm-hmm. Wilson. If just about any other player had done it and a five thousand dollar fine was handed out. I don't know if the uproar would be quite the same, but you have a guy who's been suspended, I think, what, four times previous? One of them for 20 games, yeah. which ended up being reduced. But I mean, he did get suspended. Was it already? He was already suspended this year for, what, six, four games, five games for Brandon hit on Brandon Carlo? Sent him to the hospital? I don't know. Like, how do you give a guy a fine when he's already a repeat offender? The repeat offender rule is in there in place to stop people like Rafi Torres, who I don't really want to bring up. Yeah. Like the repeat offender status should almost instantly require a suspension or put you in some other category of Of, discipline. Not, hey, here's a fine. See you later. Yeah. Like it should put you in like a, you know. Put them in a box. Like a higher higher tier. Top of the pyramid. I, I... that guy, he's just, especially with the divisions this year too, I think, well, he got away with a lot more things. He, he was able to get away with a lot more things like that because he doesn't have Revo, like Ryan Reeves, like chasing him around mm-hmm. the ice or somebody else. Yeah, the Rangers really don't have no. any sort of tough guy. I couldn't even tell you a tough um, a tough guy on their team. Like Maybe like the biggest guy they have is B. Bushnevich and he got his head plastered to the ice. He's not, no. he's not a, a scrapper. Like, I think Chris Kreider leads the team in penalty minutes. He's not going to do anything. No, like, he's he's a leader and he's a grinder, but he's yeah. not. He's not a fighter. No. Yeah, he's not no. a goon. This, this league now is not made up around goons or any sort of scrapper, really, anymore. It's You have to have some sort of finesse to your game. To Like, Tom Wilson scores goals. Like, that was, like, what, two years ago where he had, like, a really productive season? Yeah. What ha- like I think this the wires just cross way too often and he needs to be accountable for his actions all the time. Like to- the way Tom Wilson plays aside from the stupid crap. Like I like that. Mm-hmm. Like I like players who are chippy and you know a pest type player like um Brad Marchand's done some stupid Stuff. ridiculous like the punches the licks, to the head the whatnot. licking but like yeah but it's like stuff like that to me is harmless yeah. like i the like harm. that because it <laughs> kind of screw my brain up if somebody licked my face well yeah you see exactly it Throw works big time. and like like a guy like cory perry who's just you know he's always he's always there like giving you a hack a whack mm-hmm. whatever but guys like that like they get under your skin and you're aware of them, and they're effective. And I think Tom Wilson can be that player because he can score. Mm-hmm. Like the thing about Brad Marchand, Brad Marchand's third in the league in scoring. Yeah. Corey Perry has won a, uh, he's won a heart. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just. But I think Tom Wilson is, Tom Wilson is starting to push himself into that category of guys like Rafi Torres or. Um, Todd Bertuzzi, Matt Cook, Todd Bertuzzi, guys where you, like 
You're just stupid. Yeah, you do absolutely ridiculous things, like drive somebody's head into the ice or run guys and get suspended for 44 games. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, Tom Wilson could be that pest. He has the ability to be like those players. He's just those wires cross way too much. And you almost have to put like a, a leash on the guy. Um, yeah. To stop him from doing these stupid things that are literally going to cost him his whole one paycheck and two, a lot of games in this league. And his time's going to come up soon. Like to me, it doesn't seem like the Capitals care. No. They don't at all. It's ridiculous. Like, I think when, when Matt Cook was doing this stuff, like, 10 years ago, like, I, I think the Penguins, there's a story out there of, like, Mario Lemieux sitting down with Matt Cook and being like, you've got to stop. Yeah. But I almost feel like, because of the Capitals, like, they sent out that stupid, uh, the stupid yeah, meme, the tweet. Tom Wilson siege thing, whatever. Yeah, like the rent-free meme. Mm-hmm. Like, if his boss or bosses don't care, then like, why? How is he? How is he ever going to change? Yeah, he's not. He's not. He's if not. He's not being to. disciplined in his own organization. Yeah. And in you know the next bargaining agreement, the the players have to up these fines. They're the one. They're the only ones that are going to be able to make the change to these fines to actually show yeah. um, any sort. Of... They're the ones who argued for the smaller fines. Yeah, now it's biting like, them in the, the ass. The fines are so. Yeah, but the the, the like, thing that I, gets me quick. I think sorry, the, the thing that gets me be... really quick is. Yeah, go ahead. Nathan McKinnon throwing Garland's helmet at him. If it was an accident or not, is the same amount of money as Tom Wilson basically killing two people. No, yeah. it's not. It's not the same. Like the helmet yeah. throwing is dangerous. It's dangerous, dangerous yes. Hilarious, but dangerous. It's not the same. It's not the same amount of money. Because that's just the maximum allowable. Like I feel like it should almost be a percentage of your of your salary. Yeah. Like instead of saying you're fined, you know, X amount of dollars, you're fined, you know whatever it is, 5% of your... Yeah, your your salary for the year. Of your salary, yeah. If you do stupid shit, yeah. That's fair. That makes sense. Like, there's... Mm. Or, like, start finding the teams. Like, find the capitals. Hefty chunk, and then the owner is... Yeah, go all the way, go all the way up. Oh, like... Yeah. I mean, the Rangers got fined $250,000 for that statement. He knew that was coming. And then yeah. Busnevich, that's then Busnevich, James Busnevich Dolan, got though. a one game suspension for cross. Yeah, the irony oh, of the whole situation goodness. is that. <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, so in the in the in the rematch game, Pavel Buchnevich is getting kind of taunted, I'd say, by Anthony Mantha. Turns around, and gives him a cross check to the face. I mean, it's worth it's worth a suspension. Yeah, but you didn't suspend the right guy. <laughs> Exactly. When you look at, again, it comes back to context. When you look at the context of the whole situation, it's yeah. Well, like <laughs> it doesn't yeah. look right. Well, then you got like say you know going back a bit, Nazem Kadri cross-checked Jake DeBrusque in the face in the playoffs. He got suspended for the rest of the playoffs, the rest of the first yeah. round. I don't think it was worse than that, to be honest. 
like in compares those two incidents, the Pavel Buznevich one and, and the Nazem Kadri one, a little bit different different uh, public safety. Like is Nazem yeah. Nazem Kadri is yeah he's a repeat offender maybe a repeat offender so but yeah but the same thing I think uh, Chara cross checked. Oh god, that guy um, with a stick is just dangerous too. He cross checked uh, Gallagher in the face, and he only got the five k fine. <laughs> Just be consistent. That's all you got to do. So that, yeah, I think ultimately that's what it comes down to is there's no consistency. No. You can pick so many different incidences like in this league, this this season, that could be warranted for a suspension or a fine. And after that now, because you just let it go, it's over. Like you can say whatever you want now. Anything is a penalty or a fine or a suspension. Anything is... It's all off. It's all off. Like you can run guys into the. It doesn't matter. You might not even get suspended now. Mm-hmm. And now we're going up to the playoffs, where now you're definitely not. The whistles are gone. Like there's no more whistles. So just get used to the the new wave of the NHL of nobody giving a crap about anything. <laughs> Again. Yeah. Huh. Like it seems to kind of come in waves. We saw it like. Like, uh, the Bertuzzi example is mm-hmm. good because, like, the Steve Moore Bertuzzi incident was kind of like, that seemed like kind of a wake-up call, and then things got lax, and then we saw the headshots to guys like um, Mark Savard, Nathan Horton. Um, so many. Paul Correa. So many. Eric Lindros. Yeah. We just say yeah, Scott Stevens. We just say was... Scott Stevens, that guy. And I just say Scott Stevens because he did it a bunch. Yeah, and then that was outlawed, and I don't even know where we are now. But it just seems like it just seems like there's a lot of stupid plays happening. Yeah. Um, like a Canuck player got suspended a game. Oh yeah. From the weekend, I heard about that. Where he need Darnell Nurse in the head. Well, he was on the ground. Yeah, it's like I don't know. Smart up. <laughs> These guys, they're yeah, they're they're grown ups. Just tired from COVID. Yeah, they're or... grown ups. Just smart up. But... You're getting paid millions of dollars to play a game. Smart up. That's all I'm gonna say. I, I I think we should go to a different note here. I'll just talk about Connor. Let's talk yeah. about Connor McDavid being literally the best, greatest player in the history of the NHL. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Connor McDavid on uh, Saturday was four points away from. 100. He knew he was getting it. He, he knew he was getting it. <laughs> on Saturday in one game. Um, Actually, he, he got all four points in the first two periods of the game. He didn't even care about the third period. He's like, I'm not I'm not waiting any longer. I'm just going <laughs> to put them all in. Scored in the first minute. Yeah, so Connor McDavid becomes the first player, well, <laughs> I guess this season to hit 100 points. He'd be the only player. Um, <laughs> the only player, yep. And... Uh, you had a good stat. It was like that's he's currently sitting I, I think at one point eight nine points per game, which is it's the highest points per game in highest, a single season yeah. since nineteen ninety nine, two thousand. And he has one point eight nine points per game. Which is just yeah. crazy number. And he has it over Mario, Crosby, Kucherov, and Drysettle. I assume Drysettle's from last year, which it is. But yeah, he's just he's playing at such a pace that astounds me to even 
think about like another good player. Like we talked about Crosby before. They're not the same players. Crosby's also one. He's been in the league for 15 years now. So he, he's been around, but McDavid is just a totally different beast. Yeah. McDavid has to be the best player that the league has seen since Mario. Mm -hmm. But then this puts in perspective of how good Mario actually was and how much we, we missed, like me and you missed like growing up. Cause we kind of got him at the end when he was going through his whole cancer stuff and like when yeah. we really started to watch hockey. So we, we obviously missed the good Lemieux years, but to be compared to Mario Lemieux is just, is amazing. I, I love that, but he's just that much better in a different style of hockey, just yeah. 10 times better. He is in a class of his own. Yeah. This year, I, this year, especially. I mean, it did help that the division was in the Canadian division, but I'm not taking that away from anything. He could do that in any against any team. I think it doesn't matter what division you put him in. Nope. He's putting up points like this. Yeah. Put him on any team, too. Yeah, like, I've never seen a player that fast. I've never seen a player with, like, the thing about that speed, I think that separates him, is there's other players who can skate fast mm -hmm. like him. But there's no other player that can handle the puck and make decisions at the same time at the same at that speed that he can do it no he has such a good hockey iq that he knows where dry cell is going to be he knows where the puck's gonna be he knows everything he knows anything that's going on in the ice even if he's sitting on the bench he knows anything that's everything that's going on mm -hmm. and he will be in that right spot and he will go wherever the puck is and wherever the puck needs to go, which is the net, he'll be there. And he's like, I, I'm sick of all this McDavid Matthews talk of like, Oh, who's the better player? McDavid's the better player. We know that when it comes to being a complete player, complete and utter monster, it's McDavid. Matthews yeah. is a, an elite goal scorer. And he's only been in the league five years. Yeah, Matthews is a... There, there's nothing to to say McDavid is better than Matthews is not a knock no. on. And people think that's a huge Austin thing. Matthews. I'm like, stop talking about... It's, to, that, it's different. They're not close to each other when it comes to being on a, on a complete player. In my mind. No. It's... Like, you got a really good goal scorer. Yeah, I know McDavid's got 30... 31 goals, I think, this season. Um... 31 or 32 or something like that. I know he's in the 30s now. But Matthews, yeah, he's going to win the Rock of Richard. Awesome. Great goal scorer. I don't want to talk about Matthews because McDavid has just hit 100 points. And now he's got 102 as of yesterday. And he's just going to keep going. If there was more games, you just keep going and going and going. Like, it sucks that he has to start over again in the playoffs because it's... I mean, you have to technically start over because it's playoff points. But he's going to have, like, by the end of the season, if they continue into the playoffs, like through the playoffs. He'll he'll be like 130, 140 combined. Mm -hmm. Easy. With his eyes closed. Yeah, and he's putting up these numbers. Like we're talking about Lemieux-like numbers or Gretzky-like numbers. And he's doing this in probably the, the toughest era to score goals in. Mm -hmm. All right. Like in the 90s, we had the dead puck era. Um, 
where scoring was lower, but I I don't think we've seen goaltending this talented as we see now. Well, yeah. I don't think we see like defensive systems as as good as we see now. Yeah, nobody's playing the trap anymore. No. The defensemen are bigger, faster. Goalies are bigger. Better. Goalies are huge now. Yeah. No matter how much equipment you minimize, they'll still be massive. Like majority of the goalies are over like six two. You want them to be tall. You want them to be athletic. That's just the style of, I guess, goalies nowadays. That's the way it will go. But he'll still put up I, I won't it won't surprise me if he puts up a hundred points a season every single year for the rest of his career. Easy. No, I I'd like I think next season if he comes in um playing just as well as he has. 150 points. <laughs> like without a without a doubt. I I yeah. don't see any way that you could stop this guy. He just needs to, you know, make the playoffs, win a couple rounds, get to the finals or the conference finals and assert his dominance as he will. And you can't stop a moving train like that. So if you guys, if, if the Oilers do continue, which we'll talk about in a sec here, if the Oilers do continue to the finals, I don't see how you can stop them. I know there's a lot of good teams in this league, but you have to shut down the best player in the league to get that trophy. Yeah, like it can be minimized to, well, it's just one player, but... <laughs> He, he's, he's not, not just one player. Average, he's, he's not your average star no. player. Like he, he's the best. Yeah, he's currently. So we're recording this uh, Tuesday, May eleventh. He currently sits at one hundred and two points in fifty four games. I really thought they were going to rest him. Thirty three goals, sixty nine assists. The next leading scorer in the NHL is Leon Draisaitl. Yeah, it was eighty one points in fifty four games, which is really good too. Also incredibly impressive. Yeah. And then the third leading goal scorer or point scorer is Brad Marchand with only 69 points. I, I say only 69 just because compared to McDavid. McDavid has 69 assists. Yeah. McDavid has just as many assists, assists as, as <laughs> if you count just McDavid's assists, he would sit at the top yeah. of the league score. <laughs> or I guess second behind Dryside. It's, like those are Gretzky like facts. Yeah. I just shake my head because it it's it blows me away how easy it is for him. And like we I've watched him in junior, you've watched him in junior too. Just a mm-hmm. completely different player from start to finish. You know, like if you could play that guy the whole game, he would. I don't I don't see how he wouldn't stop playing. I thought they were gonna rest him last night. He had a hundred points. Who cares? He had two points in the game last night against Montreal. And honestly, he looked like he was just coasting, kind of half assing <laughs> it the whole game. Like, it's like putting a high performance <laughs> sports car out there and like just bringing it down, like idling it at like, oh yeah, I'm just going to bring her down to like yeah, 55%. Like, and I'll be like, ah, okay. And still yeah, that take good. your, your, your Lambo or your Ferrari and just, you can only drive it in, you know, second gear. Yeah. And he'll still and destroy still, your he still team. puts up. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. He scored a, an overtime winner that was just 
classic McDavid, where he, he gets the puck, takes off, um, blows past, I think it was Petrie on defense, and McDavid has enough time to take like a half-second look behind, realize, okay, I'm all by myself, and I've got probably 10 feet of space on this defenseman, so I can make my move. Which is like 100 feet away from any player. Like McDavid's 10 feet is like a million, like it's like yeah. three rinks because he's that much. Like he's You give that guy like a millimeter. I, I think most players, you know, you know, they see a breakaway towards the net and all they're thinking is, you know, okay, I got to make a move. Whereas McDavid, like he has the the awareness to, to take a second while going top speed. Figure out what he wants to do. To take a second to look around, check his surroundings. Do I have a play for a two on for a two on O? Do I have a pass to give? No. Okay. I'll make my deke and score. I'll score. Wow. What what we're watching is probably the most incredible thing that we'll we will ever see. I think. Is watching that guy. Like I I'm obviously not a Oilers fan, but if I have any time to watch an Oilers game, I will watch Connor McDavid destroy and manhandle teams any any night. Yeah, if you've never watched Connor McDavid play, he's I, worth he's worth some time. Yeah. If you want to spend money on hockey, which I mean it's up to you if you wanted to do that, I'd probably watch him play more than anybody in the league. I wouldn't want to watch like I mean I I'd like to watch Matthews. But they're, most of the Leaf games are obviously broadcasted in Canada um, nationally. So more than likely you're going to be able to watch those. But spend some time and watch Connor McDavid play. He's a treat. Show him to your kids. Show him to everybody. <laughs> best player. Be like, this guy is the best. You will be the best. And then somebody will come in the background like, I watched Gretzky play. I watched Hal play. I watched, oh, I'm like, good for you. But this guy is way better and i will argue it till the end yeah like he he's absolutely the most talented player to ever play the game and obviously the game's evolved over the last you know 50 60 years but years um (laughs) i guess he's he's the culmination of 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 how the game's grown particularly i'd say in the last like 15 years where the game has gotten all about mm-hmm. speed and skill. Yeah. He has both. Easy. But yeah. If you, uh, we should definitely start on the playoff yeah, preview. Yeah, let's jump into the playoffs. So I think they, they get started this Saturday. Playoffs? Um, the Bruins and Caps will kind of get the playoffs underway. But let's, let's start with the North Division. We're just going to kind of pick. We think the matchups are basically set now. Um, yeah. So out of the north, you can go yeah, first. Out of the north, you got Toronto taking on Montreal in the one-four matchup. I'm taking Toronto in that series. This is how, yeah, um, yeah. This is how this is how it should be. One and four versus two and three. I that's that's how it should be, or one ver, one versus eight, and so on and so forth. And like the other yeah, divisions I like the for next year and so on. And then I like yeah. that once you get to the final four, it kind of reseeds based on uh, regular season standings. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you yeah, I got Toronto. Toronto taking that series. Um, I just think Toronto's 
a deeper team than Montreal. I think the only... How many games? The only question mark in Toronto, I think, is the goaltending, but um, I think it's good enough in the first round. Yeah, like Toronto, Toronto won the season series. Um, I just think they have more elite talent over Montreal, especially if like Carey Price and Brandon yep. Gallagher aren't aren't playing. Yeah, I I'm obviously going to pick Toronto as well. I can't I can't stand the Canadians, so I'm I'm only on one side of that argument. So, but yeah, I, I think the Leafs have way too much depth to forwards and defense. So if somebody goes down, like Muzzin goes down, Hall goes down, you got Sandine, who's already probably going to play in there. Lilligren will come in. Um, forwards, you got Riley Nash that they picked up. Um, Galchenyuk might not even be playing right now. He's on the taxi squad. Felino's coming back after his little small injury. Hyman's coming back after the knee on knee. Team's going to be firing on all cylinders. I don't like, then you have to try and stop Matthews and Marner. So, and if, yeah, if you said like like you said, Carey Price isn't back, then it's all on Jake Allen. Mm-hmm. I can see that series ending pretty quick. Yeah, I see that series going maybe like six games. Toronto's way. Yeah, I think six is a six is a good number. I was thinking five, but I'm like, ah, give him the benefit of the doubt. If Campbell doesn't show up, or um, or if Matthews doesn't show up sometimes, or Allen. You know, whenever a team plays the Leafs, it's always something ridiculous. Like the goalie shows up and stands on his head like Holtby or. Something yeah. like that. Even if that's a short series, I, I think it'll be very physical. Like, Montreal's not going to go down easy. No. No way. Yeah, like you were saying earlier, um, it's going to be a battle. It's going to be a blood battle. It's just going to yeah. be crazy. It's going to be hit after hit. Like It's going to start right from the first minute of that series. And it's not going to stop until... Whoever comes out of that. Yeah, next we got the Oilers versus the Jets. Well, we just talked about for the last 15 minutes about the best <laughs> player in the league and probably the world. So I think we should go with the Oilers. I am going with the Oilers probably in five because the Jets are being pretty bad, right? Yeah, recently. the Jets are struggling. I think they're like one and nine in their last 10. Uh, no Oilers, no Adam Lowry, but. Still, yeah. Um, I mean, you do have the best. You do have a Vesna caliber goalie. Yeah, but he just he Again. hasn't been the same, especially against Edmonton. Um, Edmonton's kind of yeah, or or Ottawa. Have you ever watched any of the games against him against Ottawa? It's just he just looks. You can't stop anything. Like you can't stop. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I think Edmonton takes that in in like five or six. They've they've dominated that yeah. season series. Are they, um, yeah, five five or six is being kind of generous, maybe. Like if they if they lose their last two games that they have, then I'd say f- possible sweep, maybe. Um, yeah, they're just not they're no, not firing. And the Oilers are. So. Like the Oilers have been they've been playing great the last really since that that mm-hmm. Toronto series where they whatever that was that <laughs> of course that one goal in three game yeah. series. Um, the Oilers have looked like a different team. Well, yeah, they just can't let anything happen like, like that again. Like, their biggest issue, I think, is a lack of depth. But I think Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl 
are enough to drag them through the Winnipeg Jets in the first round. I agree, 100%. Yeah, so jumping into... so I guess we'll jump to the East. What a what a division that is, eh? Yeah, that's maybe the tightest division. Um, I just don't think there's a ton of separation between those four teams. No. I think on the last one I talked about Pittsburgh just coming out of nowhere. So I, the fact that they're going to be playing the Islanders, that's such a tough one because the Islanders game is so boring with trots. But I mean. They do have really explosive players like Barzal, and I want to say, like, I saw Leo Komarov the other day, but he's not really explosive. But... Yeah, and S- Simeon Varlamov is, um, like, he's got Vesna numbers. Yeah, he's, he's like, usually one of those surprising goaltenders that just shows up out of nowhere and will carry your team, like, especially when he's on Colorado. I know he had, t- like, a couple top years there because Colorado wasn't really great yet with the draft picks they needed. But that I'm, I'm struggling with the Pittsburgh Islanders one because that the one, Islanders too seem to have a like I want to go taking the Penguins like the last few years. Yeah, because I think didn't the Islanders sweep it, sweep them last year in the uh, playing round? Uh, or or two years ago? I think it was two years ago. Yeah, it was two years ago. I think they got swept by the Islanders. Um, I think I might have to go Islanders in that. Like I know they're it's it. Like the point separation is so close. Like they're only six points away from being like being in first place if they had the games left. So yeah, I think I'm gonna go Islanders in seven. Yeah, I think that series goes seven as well. But I'm gonna say the Penguins. Um, okay, I like that. Yeah, like the Islanders then, have been same with Washington. Oh. Yeah, the only thing I'll say about the Islanders is I I, I think there's some questions there like Matt Barzell had I think he was a healthy scratch for a couple games there which seemed odd Um, that's yeah bench you know send your best player up to the press box that's smart yeah like I mean it sends a message but I don't know I think Pittsburgh's playing with confidence yeah and I think I think that's enough but um it's gonna be a tight series like you said I think seven games yeah Seven close games. Yeah, seven. Yeah, it won't be a won't be an easy series. And then you got Washington versus Boston. Yeah, that one's maybe aside from the Edmonton series, I am looking forward to that series the most out of all these matchups. Nice little Zdeno Chara coming back playing against Boston in the playoff. That's fun. Yeah, that series is going to be physical. It's going to be like the Leafs and Canadians. Bloodbath. Uh, again, seven. I think it's going to go seven. Yeah, I think so. I want to say it's going to go seven. And I don't want to say the B word. I'm taking the Bruins. Yeah, that, that word I don't want to say, obviously. But I'm taking the Bruins because uh, of their second I want, line. Yeah. Uh, David Krejci is like, if you've ever seen his playoff numbers, like he's a beast in the playoffs. Yeah, you can you can put that guy's name up in the rafters for just being a playoff yeah. specialist. And especially now with Taylor Hall, who's been basically a point per game player since yeah. he came over. Yeah. Like that's a that's a deadly second line behind one of the best lines in all of hockey. With the Marchand, um yeah. Bergeron and Pasta line. 
you obviously know why I don't want to pick them, but this is a I'm trying to make this, you know, not based on past <laughs> history with them, but I think I also kind of want to go the Bruins just because they're, you know, they're built for the playoffs. They're yeah. always making it past the first. I have, I have no doubts that they, they could beat Washington, but yeah, seven, I'll, I'll, I'll pick the Bruins as well, probably in seven. But whoever comes out of that series, just like the Leafs one. They're going to be tired. They're going to be bruised. It's going to be tired. and Yeah. But again, the Bruins are like that. They're they're battlers. The Bruins seem to like, I don't know, not that they like coast during the season or anything like that, but like they they play well enough to this, in the season, I think, to put themselves in a position. And then the playoffs, they just seem to find another gear. Yeah. It's actually a smart game plan. You know, just stay in that like kind of limbo, where, like, oh yeah, we're good, but we're not like that good. And then, yeah, like you said, when they get to the playoffs, just step it up and make mm-hmm. it to a final. Seems like that happens quite frequently with that team. Where would you like to go next, Central or West? Yeah, let's jump to the Central. So the first matchup, the one-four, Carolina versus Nashville. I don't want to jinx it, but maybe the easiest series to pick out of all of these. <laughs> if I was a bet, I think man. Carolina takes that in four, maybe five. Yeah, unless Pecorino just shows up, like the old Pecorino. But still, like even the old Pecorino wasn't like I'm going to stop the Carolina Hurricanes in seven. I mean, he could do it in seven, possibly, but like no. Carolina, four or five. Yeah. Like, Carolina's dominated the season series, too, against the Preds, um, except for the game yesterday. I think they lost 5 nothing to the Preds. Uh, but going into that, yeah, it's, going into that, yeah. they were 6-0. and oh. So. They're going into that Going six into and that oh? game last night, uh, they were 6-0 and oh against Nashville. Well. Yeah, that's that's pretty easy. We'll just we'll just cruise past that one pretty <laughs> quick. That that Carolina team is to even think like a couple of years ago they were struggling with their like ownership and you know once that whole storm surge started yeah, happening, the bunch of jerks kind of kicked them into the right. Kinda... Yeah, the David Ayers thing. They're such a fun team. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's good. I'm glad that the the Hurricanes are starting to come back, you know, since they haven't really done a lot. But some like, what was it, three or four years ago where they made it to the conference finals and nobody even knew that they were even good enough to make it to the conference finals against Boston? Yeah, it seemed like... It was in 2017. It it seemed like every year that they made the playoffs, they went deep. Like in 2002, I think they went to the (laughs) conference final and then in 06, they won it. And then I think they did it again in like... Well, went to the conference final, I think, again in like 2010 or 2011. Yeah, and then like everybody just puts it puts them aside. Like they're like, oh yeah, they can't be good next year. They can't do it. And then they do it again. And then they do it again. And you're like, oh. But they still just like, ah, no, it's okay. Like they're not going to be that good. So yeah, I, I think Carolina can go. Yeah, I think they can go deep. Definitely to the final four. To the final four. That's that's what I'm going to refer to as as now. That's it's what I've be been like calling it too. College basketball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else you call it because there's not really there's no conferences this year, so 
<laughs> Welcome to May Madness. Yeah, so then the 2-3, we got the Battle of Florida, Tampa versus I guess Miami. Sunrise. Ah, it's the Florida. Um, dang, that one's tight. Yeah. You have the reigning Stanley Cup champions versus the Florida Panthers, who have home ice advantage. Wow. Who saw that coming? Uh, not me. <laughs> <laughs> really didn't see the Florida Panthers be going second in their division after their little COVID start at the beginning. And I, again, this is like another, another one of those matchups where you're just, you kind of shake your head and go, wow, if this division wasn't like this, do you really think they would be like that? But, you can't really question that anymore because the world is kind of screwed up. So <laughs> it's I I think I want to take Tampa. But I have that it's going to be a long series too. It's going to be like 6 or 7 games. Cuz I don't really want to count out Florida being you know like they have great players as well. They have Barkov, yeah. Huberto. Fortunately right now they don't have Ekblad. I think he's he might be back for the playoffs. Uh, maybe I'm not sure um yeah i know they have good goaltending besides bob but like drieger uh, and yeah they basically uh, have three spencer knight which they just they can... yeah they just basically threw spencer knight in there to be like here try this out we're doing yeah, they good got a, we they've got a, a team of a bunch of guys that just like i don't know i the only thing i can say is coaching maybe like mackenzie weger's got 36 points yeah. carter verhaggy Patrick Hornquist. Over Haggy. Duclair is having a good year. Like Sam Bennett has got 15 points in 10 games. That's one guy we forgot to talk about last last time. With Sam Bennett. He was probably the best pickup of this whole trade deadline. It's because he went to Florida, and then once you go to Florida, you disappear. So... Especially... Except when they're second in their division. Like Joel Quinville... Has to win the the Jack Adams. Yeah, I, I can't think of a different coach to, like maybe Trotz because he's yeah. always in there. But like maybe yeah. Sheldon Keefe, maybe like he's he's turned this Leafs team around since Babcock left. But I think yeah, it's it's got to be him. It's got to be Quenville. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to count out the depth of the Lightning, especially when they've done it. They did it last year. Last year, in a bubble. Um, like this, this year it's obviously not going to be in a bubble, as far as we know. No. And like Vasilevsky is, um, you know, maybe the Vesna winner this year. Yeah, he kind of fell off there a little bit at the end. Um, but then it, it kind of reminded me of that uh, when Columbus beat them, like where you know where mm-hmm. they like had that crazy season and. Kucherov had like 127 points, and they're almost too good. And then they'll go into the yeah, the, yeah, exactly. They'll go into the playoffs with no, uh, no adversity. You know, yeah. It's a, yeah, I. W- w- how many games did you say for that? I series? say seven. Do you think? Um, I say seven, and I, yeah. I think I give the edge to the Lightning just because I think playoff experience will kind of. I think four. How many how many series has Florida won? I think Florida's only ever won one series in their history. Well, they went to the final in '96, that, and 
I can't okay, remember so them. There you go. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I feel like they maybe made it in like the was... Vokun era once. Like the Ole Jokinen. I know they made it to the playoffs, Vokun, but, I but they I don't think they've ever won a round yeah. since that. Because I know they were in 2013, I think, when Adam Henry No, I'm thinking of the I'm thinking of the Devils. But I think in 2013, the Devils beat the Panthers in overtime or something like that. And around that that time period and i think that was the last time they were in and obviously they've proven it with their coaching and their their team this year uh i don't really want to ever count a team out like that when you know it's just who they're going up against is going to be the tough part yeah they have not won a playoff round since they went to the cup final in 96 they Yikes. made it in 97, 2000, 2012, 2016, but haven't won a round. That is not good. I mean, what what can I say? My team hasn't won a playoff series since 2004, <laughs> but against the Ottawa Senators. Or was that the Islanders? Either way, it doesn't matter. Yeah, let's move to... Uh, yeah, I guess we got one, to the one more division here. Um... So the one four is Vegas and St. Louis. Vegas, sweep. You're saying a sweep, eh? Yeah, I'm gonna say, <laughs> like their season series has been close. I think it's been almost split the season series, but which is that's ridiculous. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna say Vegas in in five. Well, that's that's nice and generous of you. I'm just I'm just gonna go for the throat. I'm gonna say four. <laughs> sweep, sweep done. I, I know the Blues won two years ago, but no, they're just, they're not there. Bennington hasn't been good. Um, he's really struggling to find his game back. And I'm really worried about, you know, the Olympics and stuff because we don't really have a lot of, like the Canadians don't really have a lot of good goaltenders. No. Um, that's definitely... Uh... <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that's the one thing I'm worried about. That's the only thing. Like if, if we're able to outscore our opponents like by 10, which we could, which, which they could, I don't see. <laughs> you got McDavid, Marner, McKinnon, whoever up there, right? You could be anybody. And McKinnon, that's ridiculous. The triple M's. Um, yeah, it's just that goaltending is just not like Carey Price would be like the one, but he'd be like Luongo in 2010, where he's like old, he's at the end of his career almost, and it's like okay, I guess we just throw him out there for the for shits, <laughs> and hopefully that we outscore the teams. Yeah, like yeah, but they're they're really struggling. No, I th- I think I think the Knights are just too too deep. Um, like Mark Stone is, he's one of my favorite Best. players in the NHL right now. Yeah, he's just quietly he's just quietly one of the best players in the league. Best best centers in the league. I know I know like I know the Blues have like Ryan O'Reilly too. I think he plays on the wing. A, Stone? Yeah, I thought he played with like, um, like Stevenson or Marcia So. Hmm. Okay. Well, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'll so. just pull it up. And see what it says. <laughs> but yeah, um, Ryan O'Reilly is just—he's the the heartbeat of the Blues. I think. Yeah, I'd agree. And I think because Tarasenko's been hurt the last few years, and just keeps getting hurt, more hurt every single year now he's basically single-handedly taking that team to the playoffs 
because you obviously your, your goaltending struggling, your defense like Colton Pareko. Once Petrangelo left, yeah, that team's not going to be the same. And all, and now they have to play them and the, play him in the first round, <laughs> which is not going to be fun. Um, uh, I I don't think when they made that trade that he that they thought that they were going to be in the same division as Vegas at this moment. But it's just the way it works. And now you have to face probably one of the best expansion teams in the first five years of its existence ever. Yeah. Now I'm really, I'm really wondering what the Seattle Kraken are going to be like next year. It's just going to be like, you're going to handicap them or are you going to they'll be this good. I think teams have learned. Learn their mistake. Yeah. There's a lot of really good players that are going to be um, exposed to this draft, I think, though. Like, better than the ones that Vegas Yeah, will. but I don't think, I don't think teams Which are going to give Vegas as much, or sorry, they're going to give Seattle as much leeway as they gave Vegas with sort of those, those, <laughs> those like, swing deals. Like, we'll give you a first, or we'll give you a whatever, yeah. so you don't take this guy. I think teams are going to be more apt to just, like, no, you get yeah, nothing. They, you start with nothing, you get nothing. You're more apt to just suck it up and let them take that second or third line or whoever. Yeah. Which still wouldn't be bad to start. Yeah, so <laughs> the other matchup in the, the West. Yeah. Colorado versus Minnesota. I feel like every time Colorado makes playoffs, they find a way to play Minnesota. Yeah. Well, it's basically just Kaprasov, right? Yeah. It's Colorado versus Kaprasov. Minnesota's sneaky, though. Uh, yeah. Well, that's like with Colorado, they, again, it, it all goes back to goaltending. Like, you got, I think Fransos is out for the whole, the rest of the year. But Grubauer, um, Grubauer's numbers look really good. Grubauer's been really good. Mm-hmm. It's just if he yeah. can stay healthy. Because you remember what happened last year with Hutchison. They they signed Hutchison, and he actually played really well, except for just couldn't push them over that top because you don't really expect the third or fourth string goaltender that you signed for, like, league men to come in there and win you a yeah, series. Yeah, they're relying on probably Dubnik if Grubauer goes down. Which is so weird. Like, just Dubnik is just trading. Like, he was on... Uh, just jumping around all over the place. Every Western hockey, every Western team. Yeah, but I mean, I'm gonna take Colorado. I just, it's just that's a, that's a safe pick. It's yeah, a good like, pick. I think Colorado is is a really really well constructed team. Kale McCarr is Joe Sakic. Kale McCarr, in league. Is, he's soon gonna be the best defenseman in the NHL if he's not already. Yeah, I he's so slick. Him and Bo and Byram too. Like the like just the the rookies that they have, or yeah, like a sophomore slash rookies Samuel that they have. Gerard too are just oh, I don't even know who that guy was. Yeah, they got him in the until a couple of years Duchesne ago. Trade. Mm-hmm. From uh, well, that's National. a good trade. <laughs> Very good trade. I'll take I'll take that Gerard guy any day. Any day, but yeah, I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna safely go with uh, with Colorado as well. I'd say probably in f- six. I want to say six. Um, oh, sorry, the Carl- Kyle Turris trade. 
do change. Either way, it's still a good trade for yeah. either one of those players because when you look back on it, if they do win a Stanley Cup in the next two years, you'd be like, ah, oh, that was a good trade anyways because Kyle Turris and Matt Duchesne might not be playing in a couple of years. No, Turris looks pretty bad. He hasn't really played since um, at least in Edmonton. He played a few games right after the deadline, but since then he hasn't really played much. Yeah, yeah. I, Joe Sackett kind of went from like, <laughs> like it seemed like when he's holding his cards and he wasn't trading Duchesne, um, <laughs> it seemed like there was calls that he was he was he's smart. Like smart I remember though. him going from is Joe Sackett the worst GM in the NHL to pulling off that trade, and now seeing this team today, it's like, yeah, he might be like one of the best or the best. Yeah. I think everybody just jumped the gun with that 50, what was it, 54-point season? Yeah. Whatever it was. And then they're like, oh, they're never going to be good. They fired Patrick Waugh that year. And now look at them. They're just, they picked Kale McCarr off the, the college team of UMass. And now he's literally the most dynamic defenseman that they have, being only like 22, 23. Mm-hmm. And then you got... Then you got the other M, McKinnon, yeah, who's a workhorse and puts up, like if it was a regular season and he didn't get hurt, he'd be putting up close to what McDavid gets. Close-ish. Like, he'd be up unless there. Mc, yeah, he'd be up there. Um, you got Rantanen, who's got 30 goals. Like that. Then you got Landis Cog. Just a Cog. crazy, crazy team. Their power play must just be at like um, if if they're not in first, I that's that's that team is just unbelievable too. But then you look at like like if I'm gonna compare them to like say the Oilers, right? Like say if they mm-hmm. meet um like Matthew uh Matthews, McDavid versus McKinnon. <laughs> I think I still have to take McDavid. Yeah. I, I just can't get off the the fact that like this guy can single handedly take his team to the finals, like Gretzky did, because Gretzky would just score more goals than the other team. So, yeah, I I'm really excited for these playoffs because this could be the the craziest, like especially the Canadian matchups, because who doesn't like Canadian matchups? I just think it's going to be a wonderful time to sit down and watch hockey. Yeah, like the way this season was formatted with the only playing within your division. Um, I feel like these matchups, like I feel like we haven't seen matchups this good in a while. No, no, especially the teams too. The teams are really like they're they're set up well. Majority of them. So there's more than a handful of good teams that are actually like, like when that second round comes, like say if like. Like Colorado and Vegas, they'll obviously meet most likely. That's going to be a series. Like Colorado and Vegas, I think they both have the highest odds of winning the cup, like the yeah. betting odds. <laughs> Meanwhile, one of them yeah. isn't going to make it out of the. <laughs> like only one team is going to make it out of that division. Yeah, which is very unfortunate, but uh, it's going to be tough. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, I, I can't wait to watch it. No, I think it's going to be a fantastic playoff. Who do you, I'm also uh, really excited to see the Leafs versus the Canadians for the first time since 79. That's pretty crazy that it's been that long since those two teams. 
Yeah. Like, like looking back, like over my life, I didn't think I thought that the Leafs played them in the playoffs, but I guess they didn't. So no, like there was Soul a stretch blur. where the Leafs were in the, for whatever reason, the Leafs were in the Western Conference, but still, no. that makes sense. Who do you have, uh, like in your final four? Mm, that's a like good who, one. Who do you have coming out of each division? Well, okay, I'll start with the North. I really want to say Toronto. I really do. But I, I I, just hope that they make it past the first round and I'll be happy. Um, If they don't, then it's back to the drawing board, I guess. Um, but I think I'm going to go with Edmonton. You're going to go with Edmonton? Surpri- surprisingly, just because just of McDavid. Like, Matthews could show up. He could show up all playoffs. He's done it all season. Even if he doesn't, Marner's there to clean up all the stuff too, because he's he's just been on a whole other level this year. But it's really funny when you when you watch Matthews and Marner play. It's like, oh, where why weren't they playing before? We're like, oh, I don't know why they weren't playing together before. That's weird. It's almost like a shock <laughs> to your system. Um, but yeah, I, I just think because the the Leafs got them earlier after that that three game. Series there, I just like, think they're going to come back with the a three vengeance. Three game series, and... I think, between Edmonton and Toronto, that's kind of the outlier. Yeah, like but I, that's I that, that's. That... But since you said like that, that's possibly what turned the Oilers around. I think that's the, the thing that's going to get the, the Oilers through the leaps. Is just after that's like, yeah, like the wheels keep turning, and that's just going to propel them into the. Like Toronto won four. most of the games in that season series, but how many of those games were one goal games or overtime games? Yeah. Yeah, they were very close games. It's going to be a very tight series as well. Yeah. That one. Um, but yeah, I think I'm going to go with Edmonton. Yeah. God, I'm surprised that I'm actually going to say that. but I think it rides entirely on, on goaltending. Yes. Do we does. get like the Mike Smith that we've seen all year? Yeah. Or do you get the... Do you get guy the who just likes to play the yeah Toronto have against that series where they had every answer for you know shutouts in two straight because obviously the Leafs defense knows how to handle McDavid because they've done it yeah so yeah and I like I said earlier um, the whistles are gone yeah it's the playoffs the whistles are gone yeah I I want to say Edmonton. I'm, I'm really you better I think I gotta move on before I change my answer so <laughs> I'm gonna take the homer <laughs> pick too I'm gonna take Edmonton in seven <laughs> that's fair and then I guess I'll go east east oh, you I had uh one. I had Boston and uh and the Islanders. Islanders either what I don't like either of those <laughs> regardless I'm, I'm, gonna go take, I'm taking Boston yeah. you're taking yeah, Boston, Boston too yeah yeah for the same God, reasons like, I think Boston's just built for the yeah, what am I doing with these picks? What am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> um, then West, West, the West. I'm gonna Again, go to Colorado. Yeah, that's yeah, it's either it's, it's so hard, but like it's gonna be a seven game series. It's gonna yeah. be seven games. Um, but when I look back with like Vegas, right, like with that whole. Uh, the Sharks thing with Pavelski mm-hmm. and like that that injury completely changed the whole series. 
Like if something freakish like that happened again, do you think it would happen? Like would would it occur again? Like, um, like Vegas blowing a three goal lead and then they just end up shit in the bed in mm-hmm. the final game. I I think I, I can't abs, see that happening again. But the abs yeah, have to stay healthy. Yeah. yeah, there seems to always be injury things going on in Colorado. Mostly goaltending injuries too. Yeah. Or star players. Like last year, I think yeah. at one time the whole top line was out. Yeah, uh, that's so, why. I, like, I think I have to try and pick Vegas. Go Vegas. <laughs> I think I gotta pick Vegas, just because I feel like Vegas could stay healthier longer. Mm-hmm. Like just that little bit longer, because like this is gonna be the second, you know, series, right? So you already went through the first one. Yeah. Picked up some bruises along the way, so on and so forth. But it's it's tough. It's this is probably the hardest thing that's gonna be like that. That series is gonna be so hard to pick between. So yeah, I think I'm gonna go Vegas. And then the Central. what's the last one? Central Carolina uh, versus Tampa, I guess. Carolina, Carolina, Carolina. Yeah, I, I really yeah. wanted to say Tampa earlier, but like what I said earlier with Vasilevsky is, I just don't think he's at the same caliber of you know as he was earlier in the season i think he's no. kind of tailed off no um, what's his name doesn't mean he's doesn't mean he's not gonna win the vesna nadelkovich has been really good in carolina yeah i their goaltending has been stellar the last you know 30 games him and Ry- who else was it reimer and then peter Moraza came back and yeah but they, they just ran a three three goalie tandem and then, yeah, it seemed to work out really well for them. And then you have like you know Svechnikov and uh-huh. Aho and Trocheck. That guy is a sleeper pick for like any sort of future heart or, um, yeah, any, any future heart voting. Aho, Aho, even hit even him like Barkov as well. Like those mm-hmm. guys are all sleepers. But we we all know who's going to be the heart trophy. Like there's no debate. <laughs> Well, I don't. Be. I don't know why there's the debate. No, but there is some. Some idiot is saying like, "Oh, yeah, it should be like, like yeah, you know, Matthew should be in there." I'm like, "Yeah, he should be in there." Oh yeah, you know, Barkov should be in there. Yeah, he should be in there too. There was a guy out of Pittsburgh. You know did the you answer. See, did you see that? No, I did not. I think it's Rob Rossi, who's like a Penguins guy, and he said it should be Crosby. Like hands well, down, that's not it should a be Crosby. Pick. <laughs> That's not a homer pick. He said, "If it's not Crosby, the league has like an anti-penguins agenda." Going on. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Which is funny because, no. like, an anti-penguins agenda, like the team that's won three cups. Yeah, they went back into to Crosby cups like four years ago. <laughs> lucked into Mario. Yeah, like I, I, I'm a Leafs fan. I really want Matthews to win the heart too, but I'm not. He's not going to. Like. I, 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 you can't pick a guy that I know he's got, he's got, he's got the rocket Richard. Like I said, he doesn't have the points. Like McDavid's no. got 102 points in 54 games. How many times do we need to, like, you have to like funnel that into somebody's mind to like change their mind because they're either cheering for a different team and they don't want to admit that this guy is the best player that's ever played. Yeah. Like, if McDavid was sitting at like eighty points, then I think okay. there's there's a, a definite argument. 
Yeah, but when you put up like forty points in the last eleven games or something, like when you're that, ahead of like, like, we'll ignore Drysaddle just because he's on the same team for now. <laughs> when you have the same amount of points as, yeah, when you have the same the number of assists as like the next <laughs> the leading scorer who's not player. on your team, like, <laughs> it's silly. Give him the heart already. Yeah, give him everything. He just needs a cup. Yeah. He'll Which, get I mean, there. I wouldn't wouldn't mind seeing the Oilers win a cup. Yeah, so speaking of, who's your pick? Who's your cup pick? Your pre-playoff mm. cup pick. So I had, had Vegas, Oilers, Bruins, and uh, Carolina. Hmm. I want to say, hmm, I think Vegas and Carolina make it to the final. Yeah. And I think it's Vegas. Interesting. Yeah, it'll be seven, which is like, I can't even picture like that final at all. I can't even think of it like in my head being, hmm, who's going to score the goal? Jonathan Marcheseau to win the cup? Like, or... Um, yeah, <laughs> like Mark Andre Fleury is gonna get his fourth cup. That'd be insane. So I had actually, in a sense, the same pick as you. I had Colorado and Carolina. Ah, okay. That's so good. Like, <laughs> I'm not too far off. And I, I think Colorado takes it. So basically, whoever comes out of the West. Yeah, but at the same time, teams. like I almost, I always, I also think like Colorado and Vegas are probably the two best teams, maybe in the NHL. But if they find yeah. themselves playing each other in the second round, like, is the team that wins going to have enough gas to do two more rounds? Yeah, it's well, we'll find out, right? It's, it's like maybe that, like whoever comes out of that series might get that extra boost that they need to carry them to the finals, mm-hmm. because like you're like, oh, we just beat the best team in the league, you know, yeah. like whoever it may be, um. That's that's my outlook on it. I think whoever comes out of that is probably your Stanley Cup winner for this year. Yeah. So I guess my I guess my uh, my pick wasn't too far off. I thought it was like way off. No, no, I agree. <laughs> I like I. There's something about Carolina that when they make yeah, it's like they just runs, take they that just extra step. Well, and I think they're they're a pretty deep team. Like they're almost like a quietly deep team. They just like don't. They don't, they don't have, hear anything about them. Yeah, like they don't have one or two guys that you see on most teams kind of leading the way. Like they've, like it's a team approach. And yeah, like Rod Brindamore is fantastic coach. <laughs> you know, like what a fun coach to play for. Yeah, especially like the guy that brought, you know, a Stanley Cup to the, to the team. Yeah. Um. I mean, if it'd be awesome if Cam Ward came back as like some sort of advisor role or something <laughs> like that. Him and like Jeff O'Neill is just in the background or something like that because you know he's just a big, like he's a big Leaf guy as well. But yeah, I think I think that franchise has really stepped it up in the last couple of years, even after their whole organizational organizational problems. Yeah, there's you a know, good thinking culture. Of mo- thinking of that, moving and thinking of all that stuff. Yeah, that's good. Oh man, I thought I was like way off. That's all I'm gonna say. No, <laughs> I thought I was going crazy. <laughs> like I just, I don't think Edmonton has 
right now this year. I just don't think they have enough depth. Yeah. And I think Boston. I don't want to say like they're Boston. old, but like, I, I wonder if they have the energy to make a deep run because they've made a number of pretty deep runs in the last decade. Oh yeah, it's deep run after deep run, right? Was it two years ago they made the final? Three years ago? Yeah, the final. I don't against know. I don't know. St. Louis and Washington. then yeah, a final against Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, they're always there. Can't count them out. It's hard to count them out, mm-hmm. even though I don't really like them ever. I will never like them. But, yeah, it's it's going to be a fun playoff series. It's going to be a yeah, fun playoffs. It's going to be awesome. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, so I think that about does it here on the Dead Puck Podcast. Uh, thanks Number for giving three. us a listen. Yeah, episode three. Um, it's flying past. <laughs> yeah, so like we've said before, you can check us out on Facebook the Dead Puck, at uh, Dead Puck Podcast. Uh, we post the links there. Um, please, please listen. If you don't want to, it's okay. Yeah. Give us, give, us, give us a listen. It's all good. You can find us on all the streaming platforms. Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcast, what have you. Um, let me try and get it up on Apple Apple Podcast too I think that would be a good idea yeah yeah so yeah. thanks for listening and um, we'll catch you on the next one Sweet. see ya